Hello everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is Chat Before Combat. I just wanted to give myself a little brief intro. I don't know how I'm going to start it now, but you know, y'all can read the podcast name. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to say it one time. But I just wanted to get on here to make a quick podcast. I am very hungry and pregnant, so I need to go find something to eat again. Um, So I just want to get on here and talk specifically today about the condition of the world and children. Um, Because again, I am an expectant mother and I'm also a teacher to um, six week to five year olds. So babies, literally. And I love working with kids. I've been working with them for about four or five years now. And I I want to get back into teaching as soon as this pandemic um, lets up. I know a lot of daycares are opening back up. So I'm going to get my applications out there and see what it does. But I said all that to say um, the condition of the world today, especially with this <laughs> this pandemic, quote unquote, this mild flu of a pandemic, is ridiculous. I mean, the mandate of wearing masks should be optional. I don't care. It's like the mandate of the flu. It's it's. I feel like this is what they're going to use to usher in the mark of the beast. It's coming very soon. And I said that to say, what movie was that with Sandra Bullock? Um, Sandra Bullock, and she had the uh the the the, the blindfold on. Let me see. I forgot what that movie was. It was a couple years ago. Um, what was it called? Jeez Louise. What was it called? Bird Box. Okay. Bird Box. When I see these masks, all I'm seeing is ritual. Ritual, ritual, which ritual, like I saw with Bird Box. I didn't even see Bird Box to this day because all I saw was a Masonic ritual. And if you look up, uh, masonic rituals so let's type it together you could do this um you know you look up uh, masonic rituals blindfolds and go to images for example you can clearly see that the candidate duly and truly prepared is blindfolded okay This is one of the poses of Freemasonry. And we know that Freemasonry is white magic, essentially. It is the white, it is Egyptian mythology for white people. Okay. It is demonic and it is satanic. And if you have any Freemason relatives, you need to talk to them and talk to them now. And if they're above the 33rd degree or if they are at the 33rd degree and a third, it is too late. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if they are on the, you know, their first degree, second degree, and they're working their way up there, I understand. But if they are all the way up, it is too late um, to save them. Just like if you have a witch friend and she's already initiated, she has already broken the arms of Christ, that crucifix, and turned it upside down, creating the peace sign. It is too, I, I you can't save them. Only God could save them at that point, you know, and, and their own um, fruition. But they're, you can't talk to them at that point. Just walk away because their energy is completely satanic. But I said all that to say, um, especially the VMAs this year. Okay, let, one more thing, just before we get into the, the topic of this podcast. The VMAs of 2020. 
was the most demonic I have seen. In, and I've seen a lot of VMAs. And they're usually demonic. Okay? They usually are. But they, they, it was something about this year's VMAs that was blatantly satanic. Blatantly. Okay? This, uh, who was it? Um, you know the, the uh, man that said rap demon? Uh, like uh, Eminem said rap god. He came back with the rap demon. I forget his, uh, his name. Um. Oh, I don't even want to speak it. But he was wearing all pink. Like it they they at this point they want us on their level. And this one lady, I don't know who this is cuz she wore a mask, but she had on uh like blue hair with I, I believe this is Lady Gaga. I'm not sure. But I'd stopped listening to Lady Gaga right after Fame, right after I I heard Judas for the first time and she was praising Judas. And I I didn't understand as a child how satanic that was but I just knew it was off-putting because I knew Jesus is the I mean Jesus Judas is the one that out that sold out Jesus and I was like hmm why is she saying Judas is her lover if she's supposed to be a Catholic so you know um Lady Gaga or whoever this is won about four VMAs and of course she has to hold up the horns the um horned hand sign she loves that she loves um you know putting up her satanic imagery and she also wore a baphomet type of antler uh i don't know what this was okay i'm it was confusing but you can see all type of just disgusting mass satanic mass with horns on um miley cyrus came naked as she usually does which is not a surprise to me ariana grande also wore a black mass um i just all i see is the mass singer like they're trying to turn everyone into the mask singer. And I will never wear a full face mask out in public. I, I'll wear, listen, sometimes I need to go to the grocery store for my um fetus, you know, buy some milk. I need to buy things just in case, you know, um, you know, the stores want to break down. I want to be prepared for my child just in case you never know what this year will bring. Um, So I've been going to the stores, buying little milks. But I said this to say that this mask is the initiation to next things and once they move past this i'm done once they, <laughs> once once um it becomes more than a mask i'm done i'm through because then you're gonna want to sneak in everything else it's just like the lgbt uh, lgbt um agenda once they snuck in uh okay let's make lesbians and gays a thing they snuck in transgenders once they snuck in transgenders oh let's make fluid uh, gi- uh fluidity and genders a thing okay they did that and then they snuck in transgenderism like who has time no one no one and it is satanic and let me tell you why because a man i think this was i think lady gaga had all the satanic fits but as she usually does she's the best friend of marina abramovich so who's confused but i said all this to say um, I'm just venting right now, just on the condition of this earth. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I said all this to say that now they are messing with the children, as they have been doing. You know, they nobody know. I mean, everybody knows the McMartin case. If you haven't looked that up, it it's been proven. So it was not satanic panic. They actually dug up those tunnels that those kids were talking about, and the FBI never acknowledged the fact that. Um, the old head of the FBI, I believe he had to wait until he retired to say anything because, of course, he didn't want to lose his job. 
but I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that he even did that because nobody else did it except, um, him. And I forgot his name, but you can look up on YouTube, the McMartin case, and you will definitely, um, see what I'm talking about. The, uh, FBI, the old head of the FBI, um, of the investigation, I believe made a whole video detailing the archaeologists and him going back and digging up the, uh, the tunnels and mind you this was years after the school had been burnt down okay so i, I just find it so funny that over two thousand uh, excuse me 1500 kids around that you know range testified and said that they had been taken to satanic ceremonies where they'd seen actors politicians celebrities um doctors lawyers all type of famous and critically acclaimed people these are the these are the people that these children have saw, uh, children have seen. Excuse me, participating in these satanic rituals, and none none of them were telling the truth. Not a single child was telling the truth. Are you you're gonna sit here and tell me that over one thousand children told you something and it's not the truth? I watch children all day long. If a child is telling you he's getting beat at home or something has happened, nine times out of ten, that child is not lying. Because a child does not know how to lie at two years old. It is hard for a child. Unless that child has been taught how to lie and trained how to lie, that child does not know how to lie. Children are innocent. And when I, I'm, I'm not saying this to say that children can't be t- monsters. There are terrible children out here. I will acknowledge that. There are children that kill people. But they have been taught, they have been trained, they have been brought up that way. Let's think of a child, uh, Mary Bell, for example. Her mother literally was a prostitute who would bring other men into the house, into the room where Mary Bell slept. That is, that's teaching your child, that's teaching your child foolishness. That's teaching your child Satanism, essentially. Because why on earth would you ever... If you're going to result to prostitution, do what you do. You know, that's disgusting, but do what you do. But why would you ever bring your child into that? Hmm? What's the reason? It's it's a way you raise your child. It's a way you talk to your child. It's a way you treat your child. You can spare the rod and spoil the child. But that does not mean you have to abuse that child. You have to know that child and know when to use that rod. Like me. I've always been expressive and I've always been intelligent. And my grandmother knew that she was a, she's a woman of God. You know, she's working on getting delivered, but that's another topic for another day. Um, but she never beat me except for one time that I deserved it. I won't lie. I lied to her and I shouldn't have did that. Um, but she always knew she could talk to me. And I, I believe that some, some people just repeat the abuse that they have endured and say, oh, that's my child. I'm going to raise my child how I want. And that is satanic. You should always aim to be a better parent than your parents ever were. I will be a better mom than my mom was. And I'm not saying that to down my mom. I'm not saying that because my mom is a great mother. But I will have more patience. I will have more understanding towards my child. And I'll talk to them. I'll teach them all day long. You know, I don't have a problem with keeping my child. And that's a problem with a lot of women. And that's the topic we're getting into. Abortion is murder. I don't care if you are one week pregnant or nine months pregnant. Abortion is murder. Okay, and you're not going to sit here and change my topic, uh, change my opinion on anything. Excuse me. Abortion is killing a child. If you kill a child, 
and you are a full functioning adult, something is wrong with you mentally for you to justify you killing your child. Do you ha- if you're listening to this and you've had an abortion, you know how painful that abortion is. You know how painful it was and you will never forget that abortion. I don't care if you had two, one or seven abortions. You've counted, you've men- made a mental note in your head, all seven, one or two of them abortions. Because, listen, <laughs> your choices that you make today, you will forget. I'm telling you, if you open the door and close it, you will forget that. But what you will never forget is your child. You will never forget your child. I don't care if you try to make it seem like you're nonchalant. Oh, I don't care about that child. I don't care about his daddy. That is speaking volumes on you, not your child. I don't care if my child is a lump of cells. I'm about seven weeks pregnant right now. I don't care if he is a lump of cells. He is my lump of cells. Mine and my, my, my baby's father. I don't care that we had him in fornication. I don't care about my, what I did. Because what I was doing was being grown while I had this child. And some of you don't know how to be held accountable for your actions. You want to blame everyone else on why you had an abortion. If it was not rape... If it was not incest, I have no understanding. And if your mother made you get an abortion, you need to talk to her. You need, <laughs> you need to get some understanding with her because that is evil for your mother to even suggest you get an abortion. Now, if you were forced like my cousin was, she was the ward of the state, she had no choice, then I understand. That is different. She was forced and no woman should be forced to get an abortion. That is wicked. But if you made a conscious choice and you were not a child, you made a conscious choice to sit there and kill your own child that was attached to your body, attached to you. A lot of women don't know you literally, (laughs) you literally are taking, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even going to express it. I'm going to play the video. And let y'all hear what what an actual doctor, a former abortion provider, said about abortion. Um, This was in a congressional uh, Congress, uh, in front of the congressional committee. This was in front of the House uh, Judiciary Committee. And I want to give uh, uh, the best um, types of audio quality or research quality I can because when it comes to research, I play no games, honey. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. I research the best of the best because I don't want anyone saying, oh, that's that's their opinion. No, this is a man who was doing abortions for years. And he saw the ramifications of abortion and he saw the effects of abortion. And I'm here to tell you that abortion is not cool. Abortion is not fun. It is not your choice. I hate when people say that it is their choice. Are you God? Did you make yourself a woman? If you if it was your choice to get if it was your choice to to have the abortion was it your choice to get pregnant clearly it was not if you want an abortion god is the only author of life god is the only person that can open your womb he is the only one that knows okay this is this is the person i want this is the the shape of their body this is the shape of their face birth them through this woman he is the only person that can author that and if you disagree with that, something is wrong with you mentally, 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 with your head. 
If you think you can sit here and kill a child just because um, it's your choice, you're a murderer and you need to repent. Now, I say this with so much passion and it's, it's slight anger because it does make me angry. Don't try to justify sin to me. Don't try to sit here. Okay, you try to justify homosexuality. I <laughs> I don't even argue with homosexuals no more because I have a homosexual mother and cousin whom I both live with. I would tell them it's wrong, but they don't want to hear it, so I don't bring it up. If someone genuinely wants to hear how homosexuality, homosexuality is wrong, I'll tell them. I, I'll tolerate it. You know, I won't, I won't bash you for your sins. I love you regardless. But it is a sin. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not a sin. Just as abortion, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's okay. I'm just going to love you. No, because if I love you, if I care for you, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I have never been a person to sugarcoat anything except for, you know, if I feel bad for someone. (laughs) But I still will say it with the same enthusiasm, just a little softer. (laughs) You know, just, just try to get them to understand. But I don't play no games. Not with the children I teach, not with the child in my womb, and not with any children at all. You're a child if you think it's okay to kill a, uh, kill a fetus. And I say this to my own friends. How, 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 how are you going to sit here and claim to be a woman, but then God gives you the literal opportunity be, to become the best woman you can be, and you've ruined that? Because you're not quote unquote ready. If you were not ready to become a mother, then why were you having sex? What do you think the consequences of having sex are? Uh, babies and STDs. Lit- that's it. They're, they're, what did you learn in sex ed? That once you have sex that, oh, you're, be- you're going to become a, a magical unicorn? Like what? What did, what did you think was going to happen when you spread your legs? You can't be mad once the deed is done. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to go drive 100 miles per hour on every road in Florida. I-95, um, State Road 7, all the roads, I'm going to drive 100. And you get in a car accident and you're like, why? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same analogy. Like, wh- wh- how do you support that? And then you're going to tell me, oh, you're a bigot. You're pro-life. What happens with all these kids that are put in foster care? Listen, my cousins, my blood cousins were put in foster care their whole lives. I did not meet my cousins until I was a teenager. But I thank God that my auntie was woman enough to birth her children. She might not have kept them, okay? They might have been more to the state, okay? They might have been mentally dysfunctioned and mentally messed up, but they are alive today and they are given another chance today to accept the grace of God. And that is a privilege that a lot of you don't understand. To be able to live and breathe and die is a privilege. It is not a right. A lot of you take that for advantage. And I'm so sick of y'all sitting here blaspheming the Lord. Oh, I don't need God for anything. But yet, when you fall... When you don't have nothing, that's the first person you run to, God. And it makes me so sick. It it makes no sense. It doesn't. And I'm getting on here and I'm upset because all I'm surrounded by is children. And that goes for adults too, mentally. They're children. They don't understand the Holy Spirit. They don't understand the grace of God. We could all be dead. Literally, all of all nine billion of us could be dead. 
Because literally, when the Black Plague was around, <laughs> it killed, uh, what, three-fourths of the human population? That was the real corona, if anything. And we sit here and we, we say, is there a God? Is, green, is, is grass not green? Is the sky not blue? Is the Bible not in front of you? And I know I've struggled with agnosticism and not knowing the truth. But once I learned the truth, I'm not going to go back and act like it wasn't the truth. The truth is the truth is the truth is the truth. And I'm going to say it until the day I die. Nobody can take my opinion away. Jesus Christ is Lord. Not black is king, Beyonce. Not none of that. We are not African pantheists. We are not witches. We are not gods. We are human beings. And it's like y'all kill the, 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 the most innocent people. Go kill these pedophiles. If you want to kill somebody, honestly, go kill these witches. The Bible says suffer a witch not to live. Kill them. Burn them at the stake. Burn these demon worshipers. But why would you kill the, the most innocent people on earth? I'm telling you, children are innocent. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know anything. They're just living and they just want to play. I kid you not. Every child I talk to, you want to play? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just want to have a good time and they just want to learn. A child might not say they want to learn, but that's all they want to do. They just want to learn and grow and play. Most adults out here just want to smoke, drink, and have sex. Some of the most, one of the most degrading things they want to do all day. And then have a child and get rid of it because they weren't ready. How do you think that child is going to feel when they see you in heaven? How do you think you're going to feel when you see that child in judgment? You're going to see all the children you could have had that could have grown up to be amazing adults. Had my mother would have not would have listened to my grandmother. And I'm saying this to say that my grandmother has changed. And so has my mother. And I thank God for that. But if my mother would have listened to my grandmother, I would not be here speaking today. I would not have the grace of God. I would not have the glory and the, the Holy Spirit that God. And God just it just brushed me with that Holy Spirit. I'm not I'm not even filled. I'm going to tell you that I still sin. It is hard. I I'm on the track to to get eloped i'm on the track to stop my sin all my wickedness but it is not overnight being a, a changed christian is not overnight it takes time and learning and dedication so why why would you take that away from a child why would you take life itself away from a child you weren't taken away your mother was not selfish so why would you let your to a child and i said this in a catholic university and no one had any rebuttals why because it's the truth now, mind you, I went after a woman, a, a girl, a child, excuse me, that said pro-choice was okay. And the whole argument was her, oh, let's say teenagers have a baby and they're not ready. What do you do? Like, like we're children. Like we're speaking to, to like she's speaking to second graders instead of adults. You adults need to hold yourselves accountable. Everything is, everything that happened in your life is your fault. Okay, everything bad that happened in your life is your fault, not God's fault, not your mom's fault, not your dad's fault, not your baby's fault, your fault. 
And again, I had to learn that by myself. I had to take accountability for my own life. And I don't, again, I don't care if my child is a clump of cells. They are my clump of cells. So with that being said, let me stop my rambling. <laughs> Let's get on back to the center of this argument. This year alone, worldwide, this year alone, 28,622,878 and counting every minute, I mean every second, excuse me. So now it's 88, 87, 88, 89. It goes up every second. That's how many children were aborted this year, 2020 alone. That is from January 1st of 2020 to today. Since 1973, and who knows how many before that. But since 1973... Over 2 billion fetuses have been aborted. 2 billion. That would take the world population from 9 billion to 11 billion. We see why we see why Bill Clinton Hillary Clinton support Planned Parenthood. We see why now. Because those are the same people that implemented it. Not not necessarily Bill and and, and Hillary, but you know the Georges, Georges, the Bushes, excuse me. The, the, the same bloodline. These are the same people that implemented it. There are over 3,000 abortions a day. 22 of all pregnancies. 22%, excuse me. 22%. So uh, one third, or excuse me, one fourth of abortions almost. A quarter of abortions end in abortion. Uh, a quarter of pregnancies, excuse me, end in abortion. If that's not satanic, I don't know what is. And the number is only getting higher. So by the time I give birth to my child, or my child gives birth to a child, that that number might be half. It might be half. That is ridiculous. That is... If 2% of the world population got it by rape, or excuse me, I know in America specifically, it's only 2% of women that have been raped. If it's 2% for women, then how does that, how does that equate to 2 billion in the world and, and, and 50 million in the U.S. since I believe, um, that last year, <laughs> well, I, I have to do more research on that, but it should be no million. It should be no million. There should be no millions of abortions. There should not be. Why? Why are so many children getting aborted? Somebody tell me that. Because of irresponsible adults. Oh, you're going to sit here and sit in college for four years. And then when the four years is up, you're going to sit here and crab and complain about the student loans. You knew what you were getting into when you signed up for it. Oh, I'm a stripper and I got pregnant and I'm a prostitute and I got pregnant by a man. I don't know. You knew what you were getting into before you did it. I have no sympathy for, excuse my language, whoredom. I have no sympathy, sympathy for promiscuality. I have no sympathy for any of that. If you have a WAP, if you want to promote a WAP, then you're going to come. You're going to deal with the, the consequences and the men you get from and saying you have a WAP. You don't want a real man. 
If you have to promote your vagina, literally, you have no other assets to promote yourself. You don't have a beautiful face. You don't have a beautiful soul. You're not a woman of God. You can't cook. You can't clean. You can't do anything else but promote your vagina, right? But then you get pregnant and you blame it on the child. It makes me sick. Matthew's, Matthew, excuse me, we're going to turn to the Bible now. Matthew 18 and 6 says, but whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin better be for him to have a great milestone fastened to his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. In this case, you're not even given giving the child the choice to sin. You're just killing them off back. It is disgusting and it is satanic. Why must we kill our children? Psalms 127, 3 through 5. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward, not a curse. It is a reward. Let me say that again. It is a reward, not a curse. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills who fills quiver with them. Children are not bad. Children are not the end all be all when it comes to womanhood. It is a blessing to have a child. God favors you if you have a child. God is not condemning you if you have a child. Let me look up one more scripture. And I'm sorry if I sound a little bit more aggressive than usual, but I just want my young lady. This is a podcast specifically for my young ladies and young men that think aborting their children is okay. Man, if you suggest that your child get an abortion, then you are just as wicked as she is for getting it, for listening to you. Honestly, if you sit here and try to force a woman and say to a woman, oh, you, sh- you shouldn't have my have the child. Why were you having sex with her if you weren't ready to be a father? Why? Leviticus 18 and 21. Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Moloch. For you must not profane the name of the Lord, your God. Uh, excuse me, the name of the God of the, um, your God. I am the Lord. What this is saying, I'm going to break it down to you, and I'm going to read you who Moloch is. Moloch, let's just look it up. Moloch the owl. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you why Drake has an OVO owl. Okay? Let's look it up. So, now that I've said abortion is murder, if you do not think that you are sacrificing your child to the devil then you are just as deceived as if you think the devil is red with horns. No, honey. The devil is the most handsome man you've ever seen that will never call you back. (laughs) The devil is satanic and he knows how to warp warp his principles. A hundred years ago, there was no, no thoughts of having abortions. In 1920, uh, 1800, If you were a witch, you were burnt at the stake. Okay, if you were a pedophile, you were killed. If you were caught. That's why they had to run into the woods like Taylor Swift sings in her song. So again, the name of Moloch, and this is uh, 
coming from wiki and wiki's not a great resource tool by the way but it is it's fine for this um instance but moloch or molek is the biblical name of the canaanite god and he is he is a canaanite god and the canaanites are no longer around but they have merged into other people groups i don't want to get into that yet but he is the canaanite god associated with child sacrifice through fire or war so what these Canaanite people would do, and even uh, Israelites, they would take their children and they would have a big calf statue. And in that statue was a furnace and a horn player. So the horn player was not in the furnace, but he was outside of the uh, statue of Moloch. And he would play a hornet very fast, very fast and very loud so that the cries of the child was not heard. So once you sit your child in that furnace, then the demons that you sacrifice your child to give you wealth. They give you prosperity. They give you all the things that you want because you sacrifice your child. Just as you want freedom, you don't want to be held responsible with a child. Them demons are going to make you remember that child for the rest of your days. And you will have slight prosperity. You won't have the burden, quote unquote, of having a child. It is supposed to be a blessing. But <laughs> I don't get it. I just I, I preach. I, I speak on this all day long and no one listens. You know, on this podcast, I get maybe I don't know. Of you per video. Which is fine. You know, I don't I don't do this so that everyone can listen to me. I do this so that a select few can hear me. But it makes no sense. If you don't see the correlation between this God and God warning us not to sacrifice our children. Then there is no hope for you. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that as a mean or a condemning thing. But if you have any heart at all, then you should know that these things are wicked and abortion is not okay. Abortion will never be okay. I don't care if it was a sin a hundred years ago. It is a sin today. This, uh, this generation is not only, it doesn't want to be held accountable, but it is offended for everything. Everything on, uh, in the sun. Oh my gosh, you're wearing a black t-shirt. Oh. You're saying black is better than white? Salt is better than pepper? Who said that? Who said that? No one said that. Oh, the Bible was written by the white man, but they can offend anybody, right? They could talk smack to anybody. Beyonce saying that, oh, there's no Bibles in the jungle. Listen, the Bibles have been spread to the four corners of the earth. Every continent on this earth has seen a Bible. That goes for Antarctica. There goes for the South Pole. Is it, that's not um, Antarctica. I don't know the difference, honestly. But that goes for the North and South Pole, Africa, Australia, Europe, all of them. So if you think, if you want to put in your head, in your small, small-minded head, that 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 these people in in New Guinea, Papua New Guinea, and these people in in in, in remote places haven't heard the gospel they've heard it and they've killed the messengers yeah yeah just as though just as in um 
Pastor Dory Love, Dory Love, excuse me, not Dory, in Canada, openly discusses the Bible. And what happens? He is persecuted every time. He just got out of jail for preaching the gospel. Not killing someone, not hurting someone, not raping a child for preaching the gospel. If that does not tell you about the condition of this world, I don't know what will. This world is satanic. That's why God says be set apart from it. Walk away from the Satanism. Walk away from your Egyptian onks. Walk away from your actual uh, African spirituality. Walk away from your paganism. Walk away from your abortions. Walk away from these things because they are not going to do anything but hurt you in the long run. My grandma still cries over her child she aborted. I know friends that still remember that they had a child as well and they couldn't have it. Because their mothers told them, oh, don't, don't be like me. Don't have a child early. <sighs> if, if your child wasn't like you, there would be no your child. Appreciate your grandchildren. Love your grandchildren. Because little do you know that these abortions also lead to infertility. Yeah. Because why? They scrape your insides, your vagina. And they ruin them a lot of the times. Now I'm going to play this video before I go. Because I am getting, I'm starving at this point. (laughs) This is a five minute video. And I want you to hear the testimony of this doctor. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to say my last prayer. Again, listeners, I'm sorry if I sound aggressive. I'm sorry if I sound angry. But frankly, I am. I'm angry at the fact that we're killing children and we think it's fine. Without further ado, here we go. This is Dr. Anthony Levitino. Dr. Levitino is a board-certified obstetrician gynecologist. Over the course of his career, Dr. Levitino has practiced obstetrics and gynecology in both private and university settings, including as an associate professor of OBGYN at the Albany Medical College. And Dr. Levitino, we'll begin with you. Welcome. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester d abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks. But she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion, so picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. And he um, made a uh, gesture that is about, that is about three inches, so not small <laughs> by a long shot, but let's continue. Reaching again, pull again, pull out an arm about the same length which you put down on the table next to you. 
and use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Jesus. And you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester Dini abortion. I'm going to pause it one more time. This will be the last time I do it. And I just want to, uh, if you are not watching this video or you don't want to look it up, it is on C-SPAN and it is free. But if you can see the audience, they are grilling this man as if he's speaking lies when he is the expert in this field. This man is a hero for giving this up. I thank him so much and I thank God. Let's continue. You just affirmed your right to choose. Why did you end your practice of doing abortions? I did uh, over 1,200 abortions over a four-year period in private practice, not counting the ones that I did during my training. Um, I met my wife at, um, during my first year of training at Albany Medical Center. We got married about a year later and found that we had an infertility problem. After years of failed infertility treatment and several years trying to adopt a child, we were blessed with a, adopting a, a little girl that we named Heather. And, August of 1978, um, as sometimes happens in those situations, my wife got pregnant the very next month, and we had two children 10 months apart. Um, two months short of my daughter Heather's sixth birthday, she was killed in an auto accident and literally died in her arms in the back of an ambulance. Jesus. Anyone who has children might think they have some idea of what that feels like, but unless you've been through it yourself, you have no idea whatsoever. I pray nobody ever has to go through that. That is, oh, that is so devastating. I would I would be so broken if I lost my baby. Like, let's continue. I'm so sorry, y'all. I just had to put that in. Um, I know people find it hard to believe, but uh, what do you do after disaster? You bury your child, and then you go back to your life. And I don't remember exactly how long it was after my daughter died that I showed up at Albany Medical Center OR number 9 to perform my first second trimester d &E abortion. I wasn't thinking of it as anything special. This was routine to me. Um, but I reached in, literally pulled out an arm or leg, and got sick. You know, earlier on, I described stacking up body parts on the side of the table. It's not to, you know, gross people out, to use a simple term. When you do an, an abortion, you need to keep inventory. You have to make sure you get two arms and two legs and all the pieces. If you don't, your patient's going to come back infected, bleeding, or dead. Um, so I soldiered on and finished that abortion. And I know it sounds, as I said, hard for people to believe, but I'm, I'm telling you straight up my experience. You know, after over 1,200 abortions, first and second trimester up to 24 weeks and all the rest of it, and being very dedicated to it, for the first time in my life, I really looked. I really looked at that pile of body parts on the side of the table. And I didn't see her wonderful right to choose, and I didn't see all the money I just made. All I could see was somebody's son or daughter. And I stopped doing late-term abortions after that, and several months later stopped doing all abortions. Thank you, Jesus, for him. Um, I'm going to just say a prayer for a safe pregnancy, and I'm crying now because it just it hurt me so much to think that there are girls out here that think that God don't love them, so they got to kill their baby, or they don't have it. 
So they got to kill their baby. Listen, y'all, I have been poor my whole life. Okay? And when you don't have anything, there is way more to go around because you could work for it. And I don't care if it kills me. I'm going to raise my child. And I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. Because at the end of the day, that could have been me. And it it hurt my heart because I'm a teacher and I see babies all the time. And they they are so precious and they don't deserve to die. They deserve life because they are innocent. So if you are pregnant and you're thinking about getting an abortion, get it out your mind. It is so sad what Satan does to this earth. And people just think it's okay. It's okay to rape children. It's okay to have a cuties ad on Netflix. It's okay to to, to kill children. It's okay to rape. It's not. It's never going to be okay. If you want to change your life, if you want to be a better person, accept Christ. That's why I did this podcast. It's so sad. Um... This is a prayer for a safe pregnancy. Um, Father God, I just want to thank you for my own life so that I can carry life. Father God, this life that you've given to me is so precious. And us, if you are pregnant, is so tiny and fragile and vulnerable. And it is safe in my womb. And it is in, of my flesh and my hope. Yet it is subject to danger and death. Oh, Father God of love and creator of life, hear my prayer. I want this baby so much. Please grant this child of ours a full-time, full-time growth and the joy and mystery of life and the blessings of your love. Grant us the fulfillment of our dreams, a baby to cherish for life and to protect, a child to teach in your ways, Father God, and to God, and to bless our family. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to have a baby. I've always wanted to be a mother my whole life because I knew that if I become a mom, I'm not going to do the things my mom did. I'm going to love my baby. I don't care if he cries seven times a day and I got to get up and feed him at two in the morning. I'll do it. Because I love him or her. I love this clump of cells in me. I don't care if we, if me and um the child's father weren't married. That is that. <laughs> That could be changed. But what can never be changed is if I get rid of my child. That is my child. Mine. Nobody else's. Except for his father's or her father's. And we made that child out of love. And even if you didn't make that child out of love, that is still your baby. That is still attached to you. It's like cutting off your foot and saying it was my choice to do it. Yes, it was. But look at the pain it has caused you. Look at the suffering. I pray that every every woman that hear this message 
it convicts you it touches your heart because at the end of the day we only have one life now we are not reincarnated into any roach into any ant we have not morphed from animals we only get one chance at this one and so why would you strip that away from your own child God is the author and creator of life, not woman, not the mother, uh, queen of heaven, the whore of Babylon, not her, and not anyone else. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for letting me say this and letting me speak and letting me live, letting me see and letting me talk. Thank you. Father God, watch over whoever hearing this. God bless whoever hearing this. And I want you to keep your head up and have a great day. If you have any suggestions for future podcasts, please email me at U-A-L-I-Z as in zebra E-W-0423 at gmail.com. You can email me anytime. I will definitely answer. For all my pregnant women out there, good luck with the birth. I know it's going to hurt, girl. <laughs> I'm praying for myself. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.